to the book of John 14. I wonder where all my skeptics are, my agnostic sister. In the 80s and way back then, you know what I'm saying? I got a skepticism coming my way. But now I, don't, I can't find my skeptic. I can't find my argumentative group out there because things are happening fast. Fast. You can't keep up with world events. You just can't keep up. And you're not supposed to keep up anyway except lift up your eyes. I said lift up your eyes. I said lift up your eyes. Don't look down. Look up. They tell me if you're crossing a high precipice and you're afraid of heights, don't look down. It will psych you up. Now I'm not looking down, I'm looking up. I said I'm looking up. Can the church hear me? Can the church hear me? But I'm going to tell you tonight, if you got any family out there in the world that's not saved, I'm going to say like the angel, tell them, get out of here. Get out of here. And tell them that's no joke. The coming of the Lord is now. I said now. Now. Now, you don't believe this, but I'm going to tell you, friend. I believe North America are going to feel exactly what France and the Uber's feeling. Helicopters and parachutes are being planned in the mind of evil men. They're going to parachute in peaceful land. North America and Europe is like a city in a country without borders. It's in the Bible the Benjamites wanted a land. And they couldn't find any land, and they took a little trip. And they said they found a place, a city, where the people are quiet. They have no judge, no magistrate, and they had ease. They said, let's go and take that place. Satan know where your Achilles heel is. It's going for it. But tonight I've got good news. That's I got good news. Come on, tell the person beside you, we got good news tonight. Everything I say will come to pass. If it doesn't, I'll give you $1,000 if we're still around here to give it to you. Amen. Better yet, I'll give you everything i got, including my toenail. That's how good it is. Amen. Chapter 14 of the book of John, and I dare Satan, I dare Lucifer, I dare the falling angels, I dare all the world power to stop what I'm going to tell you tonight. Not even one of them can nullify nothing I'm going to say tonight. So you don't believe that, because you're a bunch of unbelievers, but I'm a believer tonight. I believe God confirmed the word of his servants. God didn't send me here to Gab. God here sent me to tell you his plan. Chapter 14 of St. John. Let not your heart be troubled. I'm going to prophesy tonight. Cancer will have to take second place to heart attack in 2016. So help me God.
Cancer will not be the major illness of the world. People are going to drop dead all around the world because of a troubled heart. Men's heart failing for fear. Cancer is not in the Bible as a world crisis, but heart attack is. And the Lord said, men's heart failing them for fear. But let me read to you to one more time. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. God gave me a word for your family. You want to hear it? It's public. You're concerned about financial situation. But God don't like you hiding behind security. He wants to rely on faith. Can you hear that? God wants you to go out and have fun. Don't cut back on your life. He wants you occupied till I come. Get out of your foxhole. Go and spin, and I'll take care of the bill. Kuta mashata. Oh, shata la mahaya. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Can anybody believe the report tonight? Lady, you can leave it and run if you want to. You can jump and shout, and if she can, you can do it for your wife. Come on. Come on, somebody. I want to preach to you tonight a house of many mansions. Your future is going to take you into a house of many mansions. Tell the person beside you, I dare you to prove that wrong. I dare you to prove me wrong tonight. That I've got a house of many mansions. Lord Jesus tonight, great is thy faithfulness. We are the people of the name of Jesus. Called by your name. Filled with your spirit. The body of Christ. And tonight I bring good news from a far country. I am a messenger of God. And I come to speak to your people. To tell them what you're about to do for them. In the name of Jesus. Can somebody shout right now. I'm going to get my blessing right now. I'm going to get my blessing right now. The Lord is in this <laughs> Wow, hallelujah. The Lord is in this place. I can feel it. Atmosphere right here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Clap your hand to God. Clap your hand to God. I say clap your hand to God. Praise God. No such thing. Better days are coming. It's now. Better days are here. It is here. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. God bless you. May be seated. The future of the saints is now. I remember I went for a job. In fact, in this very city. And it looked like in the world system there was problems. But God liked to work miracles where there are miseries. <laughs> God loved to work miracles where hopes are lost. Yeah. 
Paul said last night when you guys are in despair, when you guys are worried about the storm, there was an angel. I feel there's an angel right now. Every believer in this church, help me God. God sent to tell you there's an angel that sent to take care of you. And beside all that, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Come on, church, I want you to believe it. Your hope is not in your bank book, your education, your song book. Come on, your friendship book. Your hope is in the B-I-B-L-E. This is the good news report I'm bringing you tonight. I'm going to get my blessing right now. Right now. Not tomorrow. Right now. And you know what? When you're coming out of distress, you got small mentality. He said, right now, how much you think you're worth for this hire. Friend, when I wrote my figure down, I wrote on my, based on my past. But he wrote a figure that represents my future. He excelled what I wrote by several times. He said, obviously, I think more of you than you think more of yourself. I'm going to tell you, God think more of you tonight than you think of yourself. God have you high up, higher than the archangels, higher than the cherubims, higher than the seraphims, because your eyes have not seen it. Doesn't mean it's not a reality. God is going outside of your five senses and taking a spiritual realm. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Tonight I want to tell every saints of God, you must not be troubled by nothing that's happening in the newspaper or coming on the radio or what's happening in the world system. Let not your heart be troubled. Number one, you believe in God. <laughs> he said, believe also in me in the word, I am he. He said, I want you to keep on believing, not in your bank book, not in education or your retirement funds. Come on, you won't even be around to use it. You might as well donate it to missions because you won't be around here long enough to use it because God's going to take it out of this earth. I knew you wouldn't believe it. Says, Let not your heart be troubled. In my father's house are many, I can't count them, mansions. Driving from Edmonton, coming up here. And right where I was at the geographic position, Sister Neil, I think people are living somewhere right above me in the sky. Somewhere above me on this very point on the road, vertically up, somebody have an estate there. That's as far as you can look, somebody lives there. Hallelujah. It's bigger than this earth. This earth is suspended in space. Heavens transcend space. Jesus went far above all the heavens. I can't even imagine that. Far above the heavens of heavens. And he says, in my father's house are many mansions. 
given to Michael or Gabriel. But it said, hallelujah. If it were not so, I would have told you so. In other words, I'm not lying to you. I heard on the news recently, some terrorists went into a place and shoot up 61 people. They capture one. They interrogate him. He began to tell the story how he was trained for what he did. And now he's caught and he's talking and revealing a lot of things about where he came from. And they told him, whenever a person that believed what you believe and just did, when they die on the spot of martyrdom's death, he said their face glowed like the sun. And so <laughs> in India, they took this captured person and took him right to the morgue and showed him all of his friends that died. And they said he should have seen the look on his face. He was taken back with shock. He did not see what we saw on the face of Stephen. See, you don't know your Bible. You don't know your Bible. When Moses came back from God, his face did what? What happened to him? He'd been in God's presence. When Jesus Christ on the Mount of Transfiguration, what happened? His face shone. Hello? And he never saw one luster of brightness in the face, and he was shocked. And his word was, they, they duped me. Now, I've been talking to God in my spirit. And you can't talk to God if you want to. I said, God, one moment after a person dies, I believe those things, what happened to them? He said, shock and anger. Shock and anger. They didn't get the mansion promised in the sky. They didn't get the virgins they promised that they would have. And they didn't have the goals achieved that they had. And I believe the story of Lazarus and the rich men is a model for all that live on earth. The shock. One second after they leave earth. But church, Jesus said, when you are absent from your body, let me tell you where you are. You are present with the Lord. If you want to know where that is, he told the Pharisees, you are from beneath. I'm from above. Hallelujah. That means where Jesus is. That's where the gathering is. Unto him. Like the eagles and the carcass. He said, in my father's house are many measures. Do not be troubled. Just continue to believe in me. And if it were not so, I would have told you. That word, you didn't believe a national lie. Now, you're the next promise. I go and prepare a place for you. My God, how many of you believe that right now? Your home is not in Thickwood or Timberley. You are a pilgrim. You are a sojourner. You are a stranger. And I'm going to tell you right now, hand the home certificate back to the government. This world is not your home. 
I know you don't believe it, but you're a purchased possession. And when the owner comes, you're going to take it by force. You won't have a chance to figure out because in a moment, in the twink of an eye, you're going to be changed from mortal to immortal, from corruptible to incorruptible, from the natural to the supernatural. You won't even have a say in the matter. He said, I go to prepare a place. Notice here, for you. Now, if you visit a place that you don't belong to, you didn't have a place there. But they hear you're coming, and they make room for you. <laughs> they make provision for your coming. Angels are constantly the welcome committee. There are angels above me right now waiting for us to leave this earth. There are angels in waiting for <laughs> the bride to come and meet the bridegroom. I go prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you. I didn't deceive you. I go prepare a place for you. Now, verse 3 now said, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. That will excite you. Excite me. I feel like John. Even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. This is not Shakespeare talking. It's not some poet talking. This is God speaking by his word. If I go prepare a place for you, when that place is ready, I will come and receive you again. believe you say well I'm talking about Apostle Paul some terrorists hit him real hard for the message he preached he dropped dead in Lystra being obedient to a heavenly vision God gave him and the Bible said he died like Stephen Stephen saw Jesus he looked right up and said I see Jesus standing on the right hand of power and glory and Stephen's word was, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Every Christian that leave this earth have the same experience. What they were doing is fulfilling this word. You have to receive us unto himself. Paul says, whether in the body or out of the body, I can't tell. Now I won't tell you. I don't even think highly of me. But I was caught up, this is a church, that's where you're headed, into paradise. That's not Iraq. That's not Turkey. That's not Syria, where old time paradise used to be. But into the third heaven, farther than Sputnik can reach, or Apollo 7 can go to, or any spacecraft can attain to. He said, I was caught up there. Raptured up, nodded up, and I heard some things. I heard saints talking about heaven. He said, what I heard, it was not lawful for me to come back and repeat what I just heard. 
it was not lawful. And so Paul says, from now when they came back to earth, to depart for me was greater and better than to abide in this body. But for their sake and the writing of the Bible, I come back. But he said, I want to go. I'm betwixt between staying and going. He said, I go prepare a place for you, and I will come again. This is not an idle promise. It is the hope of the church. The blessed hope of the church is the glorious reappearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I said, Jesus, what are you doing right now? He says, I'm not interested in this world. I'm just picking out people here and there. And one of the simple mistakes missionaries make and pastors and young preachers coming up make, they feel if they don't have a building, a big edifice, a magnificent monstrosity to become a future fireball for God. They feel nobody's saved. But God goes around the world and visit the city and visit a family and pick one from that family because it will come to pass. Two is in a bed, one taken and the other left. Somebody asked the question very poignantly, Lord, are there few that be saved? He said, don't worry about that question. Strive to enter in for many shall seek to enter that mansion in the sky and shall not, will not, will not be able to. But you have been chosen to enter into the blessed joy of the Lord. If that don't excite you, my friend, I don't care how many jobs you got, you can't match this. I will come again. That's the mind of the church. He said he will come back again. We talk about the story of Cinderella and the shoe. And the shoe, he's coming back. He's coming back. The Shunammite woman in Song of Solomon, he's coming back. I'm holding to the promise. He's coming back. He said, if I go, I'll come again. And I, I love that. Will not send Michael. I won't send Gabriel. I won't send cherubims. I will come myself and receive you to myself and prepare and present to myself a glorious church without spots or wrinkles. Church, there is a crowd. But in that crowd, there's a called out ecclesia. A called out people, called, chosen, faithful. He said, I go and I'll prepare that place for you. That where, verse 3 says, where I am, there you may. What's the hope of the church? The promise of God. Words were given to us exceedingly. Great promises. Why would God let a missionary 
go and leave their homes, come back poor, broken body, initiated. Is that all there is? Let the scripture speak. Honey, you're not home yet. Eyes have not seen, ear of not heard, nor has it entered the heart of local humanity, the thing that God has prepared for those that belong to him. I want to thank God so there's a place prepared for you, church, that where I am, where is Jesus Christ? He's in the heavens, whom the heavens must receive until the restitution of all things. Clap your hand to Jesus. He said, verse 3, where I am, there be also. Verse 13 and 14, go there. And whatsoever you ask, I love this. Whatsoever you ask, right on earth, I will do it. Oh, Lord. Some said, Lord Jesus, check out my bag because you're coming tomorrow. No, no, no. He said, occupy till I come. What did I just say? Occupy till I come. I don't want you dropping, quit your job. I don't want you to quit what you're doing, but don't, don't forget who you are. You're strangers. You're passing through. One time. One time. Church, if a mansion is prepared and a place is there for us, then he must come again. In verse 18, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. Nobody in this church should feel left out. Nobody in this church should feel like an orphan. Nobody should talk about how poor I am. You don't know who you are. You don't know that you're a king and priest unto God. You don't know that you're the apple of God's eyes. You don't realize you're the body of Christ. You're called by my name. Hallelujah. You're engraven in the hand of Almighty God. Does anybody know who the church is? The church is the body of Christ. It's a glorious church. It's a victorious church. It's a mighty church. It's a vibrant church. Oh, say hallelujah. He said to the disciples, I must go. If I go not, you're not going to see the comforter. I will not leave you comfortless. Verse 27. My peace, I leave with you. Now, next year, everything happening this year is going to be tripled in everything. Tripled poverty, tripled war, tripled disease. It's going to come to America and Canada. It's already being imported and transported. It's taking place. God is already rearranging stuff. And you're here to see it. And what you're looking at, church, is called the beginning of sorrows. But let not their sorrow be yours. Let not their fear be yours. I will not leave you comfortless. You are in no situation where I'm not there. God says, and my peace I leave with you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. You don't need some round table discussion to have peace. You have the king of peace, which is the king of Salem. Read the seventh chapter of the book of Hebrews. King of Salem, king of righteousness, king of holiness. Who is that person? Jesus Christ. My peace I give to you. My peace I live with you. 
Anybody say, I'm a Christian, I'm tormented. I want you to check up your, your birth certificate. Check who your father is. Because God said, I did not appoint you to wrath. And God says, don't you sorrow as others who have no hope. I went to the cancer ward several years ago. And a precious man of God that I know, the most meekest man I know in my life, he's never raised his voice one time. I don't know if he ever got mad. Good Christian. Wonderful peacemaker. And he sat up in the bed. I looked for him. I says, you see all these guys around you? They have no hope. All that music is to soothe their conscience. You don't need morphine. You don't need all the painkillers. Because you know you got peace settled in, inside of you. Sir, not as others who have no hope. As I preach to you around the globe and around the world, there is a lack of peace. The world is like a troubled water. They are in turmoil. They are in fear. But God said, let not their fear be your fear. And I didn't appoint you to wrath. In other words, I know when to take you off this earth. In the fullness of time, I will come again. And I will receive you unto myself. Verse 27, my peace I leave with you. He said, let not their fear become your fear or let your heart be troubled. Verse 31, most folks can't say this. I had a guy one time. I tried so hard to reach him. I don't know if he's even saved. He, he died, probably died lost in unbelief. But I could never get him to, 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 to confess faith in Jesus Christ. Everything he wanted me to pray for him with, God did it. Open doors that were closed. And so I got so tired of that silly guy talking to foolish. I said, come on, tell me 10 things wrong about yourself. Friend, he told me hundreds, and I'm driving. I drive to his workplace to pick him up and teach him and take him back. Long distance, at least about an hour to drive from McMurray to get to where he lives, where he works. One thing was good about him, he could witness. He would bring lots of men there. And at least one time, seven men of his friends got the Holy Ghost at the altar, just like that zip. And we brought them, and we taught them, and, and they were from different uh, parts of Canada, and they got the Holy Ghost. But he, he could never believe that God loves him. He could never believe that God cared for him. And so his, his background is that he came from an abused father relationship. And when you talk about the heavenly father in heaven, he could not relate. He could not link his natural father with the heavenly father. Amen. And, and so he had a problem there. And so I try to tell him, Jesus Christ is not like your father. This father loveth his son and gave his life a ransom for you that you will not have to perish. And that you got a wife, a beautiful wife, and children, and they're all nice kids, but he could not let go. I said, now tell me what's wrong about you. He gave me a long list, but he couldn't tell me one good thing about his life. God didn't choose you because you are an achiever. God didn't choose you because you're highly educated. 
God didn't choose you because you came from a noble birth. God didn't choose you because you could add to his kingdom. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. When we were nothing, he sought us. You did not choose him. He chose you. The power of choice was his. And when he chose you, because he loved you and wanted to redeem you and raise you from the guttermost to the uppermost. Hallelujah. Can somebody say hallelujah? My future is brighter than my past. My past will not enter my future. There is no insufficiency in God. There is no amen, lack of assurance in God. Your insurance policy can't match what God has in store for you. God said, man's heart fell enough for fear, but let not their fear be our fear. God said, look, this is now church. Hallelujah. God chose some of you to suffer with him. One of the highest honor in Christianity is to be chosen to suffer with him. If you suffer with him, you shall reign with him. If you deny him, he will deny you. If you confess him, I want to tell you, honey, when we get to heaven, angels are blowing trumpets. They're waving palm leaves. Welcome another victorious saints coming home. He that overcome it shall inherit some things. A few things. All. What does all mean? What does all mean? Can you believe that you've got treasures in heaven and no money in TD Bank? Can you believe that? You don't have a retirement RSP right now in heaven. You have the best of assurance. You see that? You can't shout. If I was preaching, you're going to hell, you got to shout. But I'm preaching you're going to heaven and you doubt. There's something wrong with our mental makeup. Somebody had realized the future of the church is bright. It's right. It's a glorious church without spots or wrinkle. I will come again. Shaka Mahaya. I want to tell you something right now. God says, I will come again. I will not leave you comfortable. Can you believe God didn't appoint me? You know, we've got some pastors who are reinforcing in their saints' mind, you are going through great tribulation. I believe they're lying. I said they're lying. Can I prove it to you? Herod, or Caesar, sent to capture Jesus and the disciples. You know what Jesus says? Take me and let them Go. <laughs> what did he say? Take me and let them go. Hallelujah. God will never let you go through a darker place than he has been. You will never go through a valley by yourself. You will never go through the fire without God being with you. You will not come through that water and be drowned. Uh, because God gave you a promise. 
house. He that toucheth you, touch on the apple of mine eye. You got to believe that God so loved you that He gave Himself for you, and I'll come again and receive you unto myself. I'm never an happy Christian. I never feel any fear among anybody. Amen. How can I feel in fear when I got the greatest inside of me? Praise God. God said, look, comfort yourself, one another, with these promises. Now, can you believe there was a world before Noah? The Bible says in Paris, 2 Peter 3 and verse, amen, 6. You go there, it says a world before Paris. You don't know that world. You've never been there. Then there's a world in chapter 3 and verse 7, the same book, to 12, that is present world. That's to be dissolved. It's reserved unto fire. This is not my world. Sister Nice, I can't love this present world and still love God because the fashion of this world and all that's in it will pass away. That's why we teach against worldliness. That's why we teach, amen, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is not of this world. If it was, God would have sent angels to defend you in your warfare. But it says, vengeance is mine. I will do it in chapter 19 of Revelation. In verse 13 of 14, chapter 3 of Second Peter, there is a new world to come. I'm so saddened by the story. Demas loved this present world. When I was in Turkey, and the world that Demas loved, and I looked at it today, it's all fossil. Amen. The owls are there. The bats are there. The rats are there. Every building become just a museum. What a loss he made. A foolish trade. He gave up a legacy. Amen. For nothing. Hallelujah. I said, God, where is the church that you built in this part of Asia? God said, I didn't put up buildings. I built people. And they are with me in paradise. Because Paul said, I went up there and I saw them and I hear them singing their robe and crown. And they're singing a redemption story. I want to tell you, church, you are a bride in waiting. You are the church of the living God. Can you believe that? Can you shout hallelujah? Can you jump on your feet and give God the high praise? And so we are the church. We got a bright future. We're not comfortless. We're not lost. We are found in Christ Jesus. Sit down for a while. I had to force you to stand. That was not natural or normal. That was abnormal. Amen. You did that because you were forced to. But what about those who leap for joy? Paul says, and knowing the time, knowing the time, it's high time for us to awake of our sleep for the redemption, the redeeming of my soul. Draw it nigh. The end of my faith is not a gold watch from Suncor or Saint Crew. Or from some <laughs> top core or whatever power they call them out there. Or some bank. And that's all you get, friend. The clock will stop ticking. 
the door will canker. But honey, hallelujah, their reward follow them. There's no moth, no rust, hallelujah. There's an incorruptible legacy. Now, church, I know you can't understand that because you know what? If I take a baby and describe to them a million dollars, they said, show me all the gums. And what else I'm talking about? That's right. You can't even imagine what I'm talking about. You can't even imagine what I'm dealing with right now. But God says, I'm going to make a new world. And Luke 21, 30 to 35, talk about being accounted worthy to go in the world to come. There'll be no caliphate. There'll be no Russia. There'll be no America. There'll be no communism, Islam, or any other religion. It will be a world without end. Can you imagine that? Oh, hallelujah. When I go on a cruise, I sit down and I watch that old ocean. And I think of two things. One, when it turned blood. Number two, when it ceased to exist. It's going to happen, turn blood in this present world. And cease to exist in the world to come. I'm going to tell you, my friend, I'm going to sit down beside Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm going to talk to Rebecca. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk to Ezekiel. And more. Come on, somebody. And Malachi and Jeremiah. Amen. And Nahum, the prophet. I'm going to be with Zephaniah. I'm going to be out with Anna. I'm going to see Esther and Ruth. I'm talking about a world to come. It's not a figment of my imagination. That's why. I'm in the church. I'm making my calling and my election sure. I'm preaching about the future of the church. Occupied till I come, but I will come and I will not tarry. Will you be ready? Will you have oil? Will you have the wedding garment on? Will the lights be burning? Will the crown be shining? Come on, church. One of these days, they're going to put this thing down. Now I won't be thinking about you, honey. But I'll be thinking about him. I said, this is my God. I have waited for him. And he will say to me, well done, thou good and faithful, committed soul servant. Every place I preach. They said, make Mary so called. So far in the north, you could drop off into nowhere. I said, honey, that's how he blessed me. Hallelujah. When God put you in a position of blessing, it's so high they don't even want to come there. Hallelujah. Thou, those mountain goats, they go up where it's so high they know you can't dare come up there. Those eagles put their eaglets so high, you won't even dare get up there. You ain't got the guts to go there. And God put me in a high place. Going up to the high place. Going up to the high place. I want to tell you, church, church is just as hot on Sunday night as Sunday morning. I don't have Sunday morning blues. I got the Sunday night goose. Well, hallelujah. God said, 
I'm going to give you a new heaven and a new earth. 21st chapter of Revelation, verse 1 and 2. Who hath believed this report? I know where you are, beloved. When I was in Jamaica and never traveled in my life, I could not figure out where other countries are. I thought that maybe they were up somewhere or down somewhere. But I finally got on the plane and I realized when I landed, and landed in England, I thought, oh, what a place filled with factories. I wonder where the houses are. They were all bricks. Every house had a brick. Now, in the country I come from, where I used to live, I didn't say the country, no, where I live in, in Kingston, not the country, in Kingston, where everything is modern and first class. Hallelujah. And we had, we had roads and we had lights, <laughs> telephone and fridge. Amen. Buses run. I can't speak for the rest. There's a distinct difference between a garage and a house. And between a factory and a home. There's a difference. When I go to England, I couldn't tell the difference. I see there's this big black smoke going on. I thought, oh my God, does everybody live in the factory? But I must confess, once you go inside their houses, it is pretty. It is pretty. And church, the world is looking at this church. And all they can see is badger skin. Goat skin. Die skin. And that's all they can see. And burning of the altar. But if they ever get behind the veil. If they ever get past the door. If they ever get past the gate and get right behind the holy pale where the glory never fails and the shekinah between the cherubs and the glory of God prevail your eyes have never seen this present world. The 65th chapter of Isaiah. Go there quickly. I'm talking about the world to come. Remember, I want to talk to you about the present future of this world. And God said, no, give them some good news. Tell them about the world to come. The world to come. Why do I come to church on Tuesday and pray? Why do I come and study on Friday? Why do I come Sunday morning and Sunday night? I don't know when he's coming. But he'll always come back to where I've always been. You'll always get what you've always done. I'm going to tell you, folks, a lot of people are in for surprise. God is not going to take to heaven uncommitted people. There will never be another repeat after Noah's flood. There will never be another sin. He says, I'll die no more. It's done. But he that overcometh shall inherit all things. Praise God. You can't be a Christian and not have war. You can't be a Christian and not have problems and trials and tribulation. But the leader of the faith says, He that overcometh shall inherit 
Is he lying or telling the truth? What is he talking about? Paul says, your eyes have not seen. And you have not heard. He said, your trials will be outweighed by the glory to follow. I can't imagine that. I just can't imagine that. The Apostle Paul had less money than T.J. Jakes had. He had a smaller crowd than Billy Graham possessed. Hello. Hello. He's loved by less people than the Pope has. And he died. He lost his head. But he said, I have finished my course. Sister Kim, I want to tell you, God healed your cancer. But one of these days, he's not going to heal you. Because when your course is over, I'm going to take you off this earth. Hallelujah. Now, you know, my, my, my mama, my, my mother, before she died, she didn't want, she want to hang on some more. She wants to see all her grandkids get, mar get married and all that stuff. And God says, I am the boss, not you. <laughs> and God said, your time is up. But you know what? I'm still waiting for my mom to come back. She's not busting out the clouds trying to get back to earth. Everybody in hell is trying to get out. And everybody in heaven is trying to stay in. Can somebody hear me? Nobody wants to leave. The apostle Paul was forced to come back. I'm sure he envied Stephen. Because Stephen didn't come back. Elijah went up in a chariot. He didn't come back. He not took, God took him. He didn't come back. And you're not coming back either. You're going to go to your mansion and live in I got a mansion way over the hilltop in that fair land where I never go old. No more dying, no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more pain. I'm talking about the church in the future, the glorious church, the victorious church, the baptized church, the holy church. Can I have an amen somewhere? God said, the fifth chapter, go there. Church, read chapter 65, verse 13. Put on the board. Hallelujah. Go to verse 13. Thus of the Lord, behold, my servant shall eat, but the enemy shall be hungry. <clears throat> behold, my servant shall drink. But he shall be thirsty. Talk about the enemies. Behold, my servants shall rejoice. But he shall be ashamed. Verse 14. Come on, folks, let me. Behold, my servants shall sing for joy of heart. But he shall cry for sorrows of heart. And shall howl for vexation of the spirit. You're talking about the end time right now. And he shall leave your name for a curse unto my chosen. For the Lord God shall slay thee and call his servant. By a different name. Let's go on some more. Then he who blessed himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. And he that swerved on the earth shall swear by the God of truth. Because the former troubles, listen now, are forgotten. You hear that, folks? Your problems will be forgotten. And because <laughs> they're hid from your eyes. No more problem, no more sorrow, no more grief, no more pain, no more woe. For behold, I make a new heavens and new earth. 
I wonder where is Darwin. And the former shall not be remembered. This earth going to be burnt up. I've got a lot of clothes in my closet to be burnt up. My wife got a few shoes. Going to pollute the atmosphere when they get burnt up. Leather and plastic and God knows what else between. But you folks shall laugh. You got a few things there too. Wood, hay, and stubble. To provide for the bonfire going to take place. For behold, I created new heavens and new earth. And the former shall not be remembered. Nor come into the mind. You will not remember that you were homeless. You will not remember you were sick. You will not remember you were deserted and felt all the pain and the problem you went through. God's going to wipe your mind clean. You won't even ask him, did my husband got saved? Did my wife got saved? Did my kids got saved? That won't even come into your mind. Your mind will be on Christ. You'll be a brand new creation. Verse 19. And I, God said, I will rejoice in Jerusalem. It won't be filled with Arabs with guns and bayonets. An invasion by Russian beer and Islamic flags of a half crest. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem and join in my people. And the voice of what? Weeping shall be no more in her, nor in the voice of crying. This is the future. Church, I'm not talking about decades. I'm talking about maybe three or four years from now. This is about to take place. Shall be no more in her, nor the voice of crying. Obama won't determine who get Jerusalem. Read on verse 20. There shall be no more thence an infants of days, nor old man that hath not filled his days. I mean, no more dying. For the child shall die a hundred years. Try to give you an idea of longevity. Years old. But a sinner being in hell and lake of fire, a hundred years shall be accursed. That's why we go to the church. Go on, please. And they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of the trees are, so the days of my people. And my elect shall long enjoy the works of their hands. You will not be pushing a time card. You will not be working for a wage. God can give you all things. Behold, I make all things new and put you in dominion and authority of the world to come. They shall not labor in vain. Church, that's promises. If it were not so, I'm talking about what God's gone prepare for us. Nor bring forth for trouble. For they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. Let's go on some more. And it shall come to pass, listen now, church, that before you start calling upon God, I, God, will answer you. And while they're yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. We won't need a veterinarian there. Amen. And the lion shall eat straw like the bullocks. And the dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my mountains, saith the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Thus said the Lord, the heavens is my throne. You hear that? And the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you built to me? And where is the place of my rest? That's good. Let's worship God. If you travel, Canada looks like Buckingham Palace. But if you travel other places, Canada looked like some part in India void of certain elegance. Amen. But there's nowhere on earth to be compared with the individual glory that shall be given to you. When last have you looked in the mirror and recognized you're a king and a prince unto God, a princess unto God? When last have you looked in the mirror and imagined a crown on your head? Have you ever thought about it? The Bible says there shall be a crown that's incorruptible. Chapter 9 and verse 25, given to the overcomers. In chapter 4 verse 1 of Philippians, there's a crown that's my crown. That no man can take from me. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? First Thessalonians 2 verse 19. There's the crown of rejoicing. There's a lawful crown to those who won the race and won the fight. There's the crown of righteousness for those who live right. A crown of glory who fed the sheep of God's kingdom. And there's a crown that's yours. How do I believe that? You see, I'm not getting a response. But if I walk in here tonight and tell you how you can increase, you know, your retirement funds, there'll be a line up right here. If I was to try and tell you about these little, you know, little things of the world that appeal to you, you know why, church? The Bible says your eyes have not seen. But I believe right now the poorest person in heaven is richer than the richest man on earth. Matthew 6, 20 says, you've got treasures in heaven. Hallelujah. Jesus was rich, but he became poor. That through his poverty, you might become rich. He said, your riches, mouth cannot touch it. Thieves can't get to it. Rust can't get to it. Lord, why are there no shouting tonight? Because, you see, the eyes have not seen. The eyes affect the heart, and the heart affect the brain. backslide it's easy to backslide backsliding is like Esau selling his birthright he could not see the worth of that birthright and to him it when he walked away from it it was like walking away from nothing so to him it was just nothing and he was caught up with a soup the soup kitchen market. Let's worship God. Does anybody believe in 1 Peter 1, 4? There is an inheritance reserved for you. Maybe your natural biological parents didn't leave you anything. Maybe your natural parents are too poor to give you anything. But God said you have an inheritance reserved in heaven for you. When you quit your job, what do you get? Nothing. Did you know when you finished this church lifestyle? First Peter 1, 7 to 10, that there is the end of your faith. 
the salvation of your soul. What does that mean? I don't understand that. He knew you would understand. He said, if I tell you earthly things and you can't receive it, if I start telling you heavenly things, so wait and see. Let's worship God. Now, Pastor Dean, why don't you preach every Sunday morning, Sunday night? Because it's not given to tell them that. That's not the message. I'm talking about redeem benefactors. It's a sin for Olestein to do what he's doing right now on the radio. He's taking the children's bread and giving it to dogs. He's taking the power of great price and giving it to swines to trample on the front. It's wrong to give a man a full bill of health and he goes home and dies the same day. Praise God. Let's worship God. Revelation 14, 13 says, and you will rest from all your labor. Let me tell you what the Holy Ghost is. In the Bible, Moses wanted to teach Israel what rest means. When said God rests on the seventh day. In your Bible, the seventh day had no ending at all. The first day, the second day, the third day, the fourth day, the fifth, and the sixth day. It says the evening and the morning. So it's on the board right there. Evening on the morning. And everything from this Adam all the way up to right here is the end of the sixth creative day. It is 7,000 years long. And right now, this earth has remaining 1,000 and a few days left before it's all dissolved. Don't worry, come the 1,000 years, because you won't be here. You'll be dead. I guarantee that. I promise you that. If you live past 70, you're lucky. You're blessed by God. So don't, don't count on being in the millennium unless you're raptured. Unless you're raptured. Don't even count on it. You're not going to be here for it. Praise God. In the Bible, Paul said, We that believe and receive the Holy Ghost. Isaiah 28, verse 7 and 12, go there. For with stammering lips and another tongue outside of the one I gave you at the Tower of Babel, which is way down here. Right here, Tara Babel. The tongues you have naturally speaking right now, I gave it to you right here, God says. But I'm giving you another tongue. Hushakamara. Acts chapter 2. And that tongue is a sign and a symbol that you have entered into this rest. Eternity. It's a sign and a seal and deliver package. 
It means that you're born of the water and the spirit. To whom will he teach doctrine? Verse 11, please. Verse 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. Verse 12. To whom he said, this is the rest. Wherewith he may cause the weaver to rest. And this is the refreshing that they would not hear. There are churches in town right now who change their name. Don't want to be called Pentecostals. Because they said tongues scare people off. Tongues is uncultured, uncouth. Then you have another group that, that imitated and counterfeit tongues. So you got one that denies it and one that demonizes it. But in the middle, you got one that possesses it. On the day of Pentecost, Jesus Christ said, I'm in you and it shall be in you. And like John said, I'm going to what? Baptize you in water and he with the Holy Ghost on fire. Day of Pentecost. They began to speak with other tongues. And that tongues tells you, you can't miss the rapture. <laughs> That's your sign that you're ready to go. You have entered. Lord of mercy. Any preacher telling different, he's lying. Because he ain't going, and you won't go either with him. Hallelujah. You have entered into his rest. Hallelujah. And Paul told the Corinthians, tongues are given for a sign. Not to them that believe, but to them that believe not, that we have entered into his rest. Hallelujah. And when the old sorcerer saw the tongue being poured out, he said, let me buy that. He said, you can't buy this. This is God's gift. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. And I'm coming to a close, but I'm not yet done. Let me tell you tonight, church, your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard what God promised you right now. Would you bow your heads? 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9. Matthew 19, 27. Amen. 23. 22, 23 to 30, sorry, says, you're going to enter into everlasting kingdom for all the things you've lost for his name's sake. Romans 8, 18 says, you can't compare your problems to what I got for you as a reward. Would you stand? The future, I walk around, I drive around, I realize any day now, I'll be changed in a moment, in a twinkle of an eye. It could be while I'm preaching the sermon. It could be while I'm singing the song. It could be while you're on the job. It could be while you're sleeping. Wherever you are, you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready. But the future of the church. Now God says, the 21st chapter of Revelation Behold, I make all things new, a new heaven and a new earth, for the old shall pass away. You read tonight in the 6th and 5th chapter of Isaiah, new heaven and new earth. No more cursing, no more dying, no more smoking, no more police force, no more drugs, no more devils, no more heartaches, no more dying, no more sickness. Can you believe that? All that's gone. And you entered into his rest. 
That means you cannot die. You cannot suffer. Would you bow your heads right now? Church, your response to my preaching was not as if you won lot of 649. Because I think you'd be shouting and praising. But I understand the immaturity of the mind. The mind cannot comprehend what the Spirit is saying. And when you can't understand the value of what you have in your hand, it's easy to make an Esau trade. Selling out your birthright. Cheap. Because you don't think you've lost anything. But every person that is born of the water and the Spirit, they're born into a rich family. A rich family inheritance and they continued the genealogy of Luke of Jesus Christ saints of God lift your eyes to that hope in the sky and prepare for that great eternal day oh prepare for that day Heaven and earth shall pass away. Saints of God, lift your eyes to the sky. Saints of God, lift your eyes to the whole.